Welcome to Knit British, the podcast which explores all the connections of Britishness in wool and knitting. On this journey through local fibre and meeting the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host Louise Scully, Knit British and love local wool. Today I'm taking a little knitting breather before Edinburgh Yarn Festival to assess my whips. So gather your whips, my friends, even the ones behind the sofa, under the bed and in the darkest recesses of your workroom. No guilt trips, we're just going to work it or rip it and we're going to do it today. All this and more with updates on the podcast lounge and next week's Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So grab a drink. Today, mine is peppermint leaf tea. Grab a whip and let's get going. Today, I'm delighted to tell you that Knit British is sponsored by the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Scotland's premier knitting event is being held next week with classes from Thursday to Sunday with world-class tutors and a marketplace on Friday and Saturday which is jam-packed with hand-picked vendors such as Blacker Yarns, Old Maiden Ant, New Lanark, The Buffalo Wool Company, Kate Davies, Skin Queen, Jimison's of Shetland, Volmiza, Stephen and Penelope and so many more. With the best in shopping, classes, demos, meetups and the Blacker Yarns podcast lounge, Edinburgh Yarn Festival offers a very unique festival experience and is a must on any crafter's calendar. You can now pre-order Wool Tribe, the Edinburgh Yarn Festival companion magazine which features six exclusive accessory patterns and great article content. Order at edinyarnfest.com to pick up your copy at the event or have a copy sent to you wherever in the world you are. For more information, click on the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome in. Good to have you back and a great big welcome to new listeners. It feels like absolutely ages since the last episode and I suppose it is. February is a short month, but I also wanted to make sure that I got in an episode before the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So I did change up the schedule slightly. How are you all doing? I hope you are all well. Last time we spoke, I was heading to Manchester for Jolie's Kitchen Retreat, which was at the McDonald Manchester Spa Hotel. There were about 40 attendees and it was an amazing weekend. There were classes from Kate Atherley, Jules Billings, Carrie Westerman and Jolie herself. And there were talks from me and also Kate Heppel of Knit Now. And also she's the host of a new vlog on YouTube called Kitty Knits. Another one to add to your podcast list. The classes were great. I took Carrie's two-handed knitting, uh, which was an eye-opener. And I should have been employing that continental knitting technique because... I have ended up with an RSI again this week after hitting the needles hard since the weekend to do some deadline knitting. So I definitely need to do more of the continental knitting for sure. There were some brilliant stalls at the marketplace on the Sunday. Isla from Yarn was there. Uh, Larissa, the travel knitter, was there. She's also going to be at Edinburgh. Countess Ablaze was there, Sylvan Tiger and Coach House Yarns. I may have made a purchase of Countess Ablaze English Gentleman base in the Cause a Scene colourway, which is BFL and Massam, and some buttery BFL from Coach House in the Goblin King colourway. I also bought some 
Sylvan Tiger mini skeins for the po- uh, podcast lounge goodie bags. And Kate gave me some incredible Shetland gradient to review in a future episode. Spoiler, it's pretty gorgeous. It's awesome to see so many people that I follow on social media there and there was uh, Knit British group members there and listeners. Big hellos to absolutely everyone that I met there, but particularly to Amelia, Mareith, Fiona, Hannah, Jenny, Karen, Catherine, Cheryl, Tricia, Ruth, Maddie, Tracy, Alison from Yarn in the City who, like me, had a crappity migraine on the first day. And everyone who was there, it was such a good weekend and Jolie did an incredible job at organising everything and it was just awesome, it really really was and I hope that she does it again in the near future. I should also extend a little hello to Gwydion. Hello Gwydion. Gwydion I was told, is one of my youngest listeners, I think. He is 18 months old and I am told that he enjoys listening to knitting podcasts and likes the Knit British podcast. So a big hello to you, Gwydion. It was lovely to meet your mummy at Jolie's Kitchen Retreat. Uh, So it's lovely to have you. Are you my youngest listener? Are there younger listeners than 18 months? I'd love to know. But hello to you, Gwydion. Anyway, it was for packing for this trip that made me think about this episode, actually, because I was looking for whips to take with me and I began unearthing so many project bags full of whips and more than I thought. I used to have a three whip rule, but somewhere along the line that got very lost and I got totally overwhelmed, actually, Um, just felt so overwhelmed looking at all these whips. And before I knew it, I was sort of taking a deep breath, biting the bull by the horns. No, I did not bite any bulls. I grabbed the bull by the horns and I bit the bullet and I started to sort of empty out these bags onto the floor. And there were things that I needed to rip. I knew it. Uh, there were things there that I'd lost love for and lost enthusiasm for. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of them uh, in a minute. You know, I was thinking about the yarn that I was going to, that I'm going to buy at Edinburgh Yarn Festival and the patterns that I still want to knit. And I just felt overwhelmed again. This sort of whole feeling of what I've not knit versus what I want to knit. Oh, gosh, yeah, I felt overwhelmed. So I've just kind of put a little pin in thinking about what I want to cast on next. And let me tell you, after Julie's retreat, it's very hard because there were some fantastic knitwear there. But I feel I really need to get a handle on my project. So I just took a deep breath and started emptying those bags. So what I want you to do is, is go and get your deepest, darkest whips right now. Press pause. Go and get those whips. We're going to do a little whip assessment. I know we all have more whips than we want to admit, but if you just indulge me and go and get, say, four of your oldest whips right now. You need to clear a space on your table. In fact, clear the table or just set them out on the floor. And this is what I have done in the past when I've had more than three whips and I need to decide what gets ripped and what gets knit. So my first bag is, well, I bend down to get it. Um, This is a lovely little bag that I got from Brit Yarn. It's got elephant print on it. And it's one of those ones that's got two handles and one is shorter than the other. So you can loop it through and you can carry your bag on your arm and knit at the same time. Love it. And inside is my Wooly Wormhead Mystery Cal from November last year, which is now the Skelter Hat. 
and I cast this on in a gorgeous apple green and it's from Yarns from the Plain. It's Moberly Aran. It's um, Exmoor Blueface and Alpaca. And I've worked the split brim garter rim and I've got about two repeats of the pattern in and then I've stopped because it was around this time that I was wearing another hat that I'd knit in this yarn. And I noticed that the brim had slackened off a little bit. And I just wonder if it's that little bit of a packer. The rest of the hat is fine and it actually blocked beautifully over a balloon, blah, blah, blah. And that's not grown, but the brim has. And so I thought, before I do any more on this hat, I'm going to rip this hat back and re-knit it either in a smaller size or using a different needle and I'm going to do the same with the other hat that I've got knit I'm going to re-knit the brim on it um, because I love the yarn it's gorgeous it the pattern is fantastic in it I mean garter in this squishiness is just beautiful so I've not lost the love for it it's a great collaboration of yarn and design and I just stuck it in the bag and forgot about it so this is getting frogged that's simple as I know that when I've talked about ripping in the past people kind of go and say, oh, I can't do that, I'm too scared. Let's just say, right now, let's not get bogged down with the fact that we're scared to frog or we don't want to tink. It is far better to rip and rip with wild abandon. I mean, you got to get good with the ripping because if you know that you need to knit that in a different size or you can't, you know, you've made a mistake and you can't live with it or you've just plain old fallen out of love with it, if you don't frog it, it's going to end up in a whip bag that you ignore that will eventually overwhelm you. It's not going to rip itself. It's not going to knit itself. So what good does it do to keep it? Now, I do not, I'm not down with the Marie Kondo, but I'm maybe going to get a sound like I'm going a little bit Marie Kondo on your ass here with whips. Because when I look at a whip, there are a couple of questions that I ask myself. <laughs> Not does it bring you joy when you look at it, but um, but sort of along those lines. I asked myself, why did I cast on this project? What did I feel about the yarn and the, and the design together? And try and remember why I cast it on. And I cast this on because I love Wooly Wormhead. I love Garter. I love Squishy Wooly yarn. And it was, it was a match made in heaven. And I like a mystery cal. I like the format of it. That's why I cast it on. Then I asked myself, do I still love it? And then I asked myself, if there are mistakes, can I fix them? And if the answer to the last two is no, then it gets ripped. If the answer is yes, then I have to make a plan on re-knitting it. There's no point putting it back in the cupboard where it came from and hoping that it'll go away or it'll knit itself. Although that is what I have done. I'm not going to do that anymore, right? We're not going to do that. This is concerted effort, guys, okay? So I want you now to open that first bag in front of you, tip it out onto the floor or table. What is it? Why did you want to cast on that project? What were you feeling? Did you love the yarn? Could you not wait? Was it part of a cal? Could you not wait to cast it on? What were the reasons, regardless of why it's not being knit now, regardless of why it's been abandoned for whatever reason, why did you want to cast it on? And once you've thought of that, ask yourself, do I love this still? Are there mistakes in it? If there are mistakes in it, can you fix them? If you still love it and you can fix any mistakes, then you need to make a plan to keep on knitting that whip. If you don't love it, and there are mistakes that you can't fix easily, it's got to go in the frogging pile. 
Right, my next bag, let's see, uh, let me put that in. Ah, uh, this is a Jimson and Smith uh, drawstring canvas bag, and in it is the Josie Socks by Claire Devine in another Yarns from the Plain yarn. I don't have the tag. I want to say that it's Netherly Abbey. I've probably got that wrong. I'll have to look that up. Do check the show notes for the correct link. Um, this was a special pod retreat yarn. I cast it on in June at the Indiebury Yarn Crawl. And these socks have lovely columns of textured slip stitches which go up the front of the foot. And I cocked it up and missed two rows of the slip stitch. Oh, God. I love how the yarn looks in the variegated purples and blues and greens. And it looks great with this um, these slip stitches where you sort of carry the yarn over the front of the fabric of the sock. But it's not going to look great with a glaring mistake. And I could tink it, but in this pattern, you I think you need to be careful where I tink too. I think it's, I suppose it's a bit like a, any kind of repeated pattern or like a cable. You have to be quite careful to where you tink back to. So... It's going to go in the rip pile. That's just the way it's going to have to be. And also in this bag, <laughs> this very same bag, is my Jagger shawl, which I cast on on Boxing Day. I think this is the bag where I put the mistakes items. <laughs> the Jagger shawl, which I catch a Frankel, which I cast on on Boxing Day in Ripple's Crafts BFL and Silk in the Ascent Peat colourway. And I made a mistake in the mesh lace border, which I didn't realise until I went into the next stage of the pattern. But it's very obvious. Um, it's different if, if you're the only one that knows that it's a mistake there. That you're the only one that can see it. That's fine. I can cope with that. I can knit away and not worry about that if it's only me that's going to see it. But I think this would be spotted easily. And I'm quite sad about ripping this one because I don't like ripping anything schmooshy um, and soft because I feel it can make the yarn fluffier and and you're almost going against the fiber and and ripping it back but it's going to be done because it's a lovely shawl and i do really want to see this shawl and that yarn so that's another one for the frogging pile and then my next bag pop that one down again another one oh this is a lovely bag that i got in a swap in the owl print panda uh, ravelry group a long time ago and it is follow your arrow by isolda and it's the first follow your arrow from 2014 oh lordy um i was doing two colors in this i was doing a pinky red um which was a cone of yarn that i got at a craft sale uh, which is shetland yarn spun at Brora and the other colour is a soft grey which is a lamb's wool. I like the two textures together. The the Shetland cone is, is a bit oiled so I know but I know what Shetland feels like so I think it'll be nice together. And that grey came from Colour Mart uh, and is old stash. And what I loved about the follow your arrow is that it's a mystery cal. As I said I really like getting getting a section and you know neat section seemed manageable enough and the sky was the limit in terms of the clues that you could choose but I seem to stop after clue three and I'm really not sure why um I love the two colors together and the effect is very much like a tonics tea cake I love the choice of the patterns that I chose I mean I'm not sure that I will wear this because it does look like a tonics tea cake but this is kind of, I want to finish this I love how this looks I mean this will probably go on my wall as some kind of piece of textile art um but i just love the two colors together and i love how bold it is and I, as i say i love the the pattern the clues that i chose 
But I just don't know why I haven't finished it. I really don't. The, uh, that'll go back in the bag just now. Funnily enough, the grey yarn is in, in the bag with it, but there's no sign of the red yarn, but I know there was a lot of it, so I'll need to go hunting for that. Uh, the other bag I have here is a Cairngorms bag that I got at the first Highland Wool Festival. And inside is, oh, you know, you see, this is another whip that annoys me that I haven't finished it because it is the perfect pattern for me. It's Wedbeck by Carrie Westerman. I cast it on when it first came out in February 2014 and it is in Jimison and Smith and my favourite colour of jumper weight, FC38. So it's a lovely rusty orange. It's a triangular shawl with slip stitches and garter stitch. I mean, all of my favourite things, but I've just not finished it. I, it's ridiculous. Over Well over a year now. I think it's just the repetition of what is quite an easy pattern. It's easy to memorise. Um, it should be easy to finish. It should be great TV knitting. But I find the progress slow. And it is my most picked up whip. It hasn't languished in the sense that I've never touched it. Because I do maybe knit a row. Or half a row every month or so. It's just not at the stage even where one row takes yonks. It's just slow going. And I wonder if it's the needles that, I'm, that are the issue because I'm using Addy Turbos and while Turbo is in the name, it's I think it's a bit too slippy for the grabby Shetland wool. So I honestly don't know what to do about these two whips because in if I ask myself why did I cast it on, like Follow Your Arrow, I, you know, I liked the mystery of it and I liked the potential of it and I liked the yarn. Wedbeck, loved the pattern, loved the texture in the pattern, loved the yarn. Do I still love them? Yes, I do. Are there mistakes? Well, I've just actually noticed that there is a little mistake in Wedbeck um, where I've purled one on the wrong side rather than knitted. But that can be tinked back. That's just a row. Um, and it's on the right side as well, actually. So I can fix mistakes. So I can answer yes to all those questions. I just really need to make a plan to finish it. I just think that the impetus went. So I'm going to join in with Caitlin's Crafts on Cal. And you should... Check it out in a Ravelry group to find out what they are. But I'm going to jump in to Division 1. So you take a picture of your whip and you put it in a Ravelry group and then you leave it until June where she says in a place of honour, which I think she means don't hide it away again, don't put it back to where you know where you forgot about it, leave it out where you can see it. and don't. But don't work on it, just leave it where you can see it. And by the 1st of June, if you still want to finish it, then she's going to do a whole spurring on thing um, so that you finish it by September the 1st. And I think that's a great idea for these two projects that I've got. And I really would like to finish both of them. Really, 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 really would. And, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who has whips that aren't finished, but really, 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 really want to finish. You know, we don't, we haven't lost love for all of them. My other current whips are all active, so I've not mentioned them. Currently in the whip um, pile, I've got the Bounce Blanket by Tin Can Knits in Buchel Yarn for a friend's forthcoming baby. I've got my Ritzy Mitts by Katja Frankel for Katja's Anything Goes Cal and also Double Dipping for the Nature Shades because it's all natural shades uh, of double knit yarn. And I've got an Andy Satterland Cardigan Vianne, which is my weekend knitting. That's my knitting when I get up early on a Saturday and Sunday morning because we don't sleep in around here. But I get up early and I watch all the telly that I've taped the week before and I sit and knit on my weekend project and I also have my Akai handspun hat on the go by Claire Devine uh, but I have parked it because I need to get the rest of the wool off the bobbins and plied for it, it shouldn't take me long to finish
I did finish My Nature Shades Along, Hitchhiker Shawl by Martina Bem. Uh, so that's one out of the whip pool. And I'm so pleased with how it turned out. I'll post pictures in the show notes. And please do take a moment to visit the full show notes at knitbritish.net forward slash ep hyphen 55 for all the links and images that I mention in the podcast. I write comprehensive show notes and it's too much to put into um the version that I submit to iTunes and you get in your podcatchers. So do visit the website for more information. People taking part in the Nature Shades Along, this is just a little um, extra addition. Do remember that we're going to have a little meetup and a chat at Edinburgh Yarn Festival on the Friday at 3.30 at the couches in the podcast lounge. The cal ends on Sunday the 20th, so you have another week to finish your Nature Shades items and post your finished picks in the Brit Yarn group on Ravelry. There are two goodie bags up for grabs and a recent surprise donation too. I can't wait to tell you more about that the next time. So back to the whips. If you feel that deep sigh coming on when you see whips and you get that sense of foreboding that another week or month or year has gone past without you giving it attention, then just stop neglecting it. I know you don't neglect them out of spite. I know I don't neglect mine out of spite. I just know that sometimes... The impetus goes away from you. Or as we say in Scotland, the why just went off me. Either work it or rip it. Because that yarn cost you money. And so did the pattern. And if they're not destined to be one, then you need to bite the bullet and frog. By which I mean you need to bite the bullet and frog the item, not bite any frogs um, or bull's horns. Otherwise, we'll just end up like an episode of Hoarders um, with a house full of whips that will never finish. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see an intervention like that on the TV. I mean, Jesus, can you imagine? So this weekend, I'm encouraging you to get out all of your whips, even the oldest ones, even the ones that you didn't know were there. Look everywhere. No one is going to, you know, finish those projects for you or rip them for you. I'm not giving you a guilt trip here. I'm just telling you like it is. You got to work those whips if they're workable, by which I mean make real plans to finish it, not put it back where you found it. Just take part in Louise's Uncal or or make those plans on finishing those whips. Or you're going to have to get good with frogging and rip with wild abandon. There's nothing else for it. If you're going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival next week, you'll not feel so guilty about buying more yarn because you won't have so many languishing whips. But even if you're not going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, just be true to your whips and clear the decks. And if you really don't want to rip back or you don't have a a willing chum who might want to rip for you, then check out in your local area to see if anyone recycles textiles or anyone takes donations of knitted fabrics. Uh, even unfinished ones. There's a It is seven more sleeps to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Woohoo! Uh, thank you so much for everyone who fed back from the last episode to say you loved getting into the Edinburgh Yarn Festival spirit with that episode. Even those of you who can't go, it was lovely to hear that your excitement ramped up 
throughout, throughout that episode. So thank you so much for telling me that. I really appreciate it. I'm trying not to think too much about how awesome next week, weekend is going to be or I might burst. But I do need to look at the ventilist and try and make some informed choices before I go because I'm going to be in the podcast lounge a lot and so I need to know which stalls I'm hitting up and what I'm going to get. I definitely need a few skeins of Blacker Yarns, Tamar, and I need to look at my needle sets because I think I have some gaps in the cables and the needle tips I need to add to my collection. So needle tips are definitely going on my list. And then I am desperate to get my hands on Rachel Atkinson's Daughter of a Shepherd Hebridean yarn, which has been spun from her father's flocks. I am sure you've all read her posts on the journey that she's recently embarked on. Um, expect an interview with Rachel soon uh, at Knit British. But Edinburgh Yarn Festival is the first place you'll be able to get your hands on this special breed wool yarn spun at John Arbin. After Edinburgh Yarn Festival, there will be a dedicated website for sales um, from Rachel. Uh, and... Rachel now has a Ravelry group and a newsletter for Daughter of a Shepherd uh, and you should definitely join both to find out more uh, when that yarn goes on sale and read her blog at Life in Knitwear. Someone else excitedly launching something at EYF is Cece Alman of Geeky Girls Knits, aka Java Pearl Designs. Cece is releasing her first book at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. It's called Coffee with Cece and it features sock designs all inspired by her love of caffeine. <laughs> I've had a little peek today, just a little peek between the covers because it's not out yet honestly looks like a real delight for sock knitters and although I haven't given a full review yet I will I would say that it's the kind of book that a new sock knitter could totally grow with as they progress through the designs you can pre-order now coffee with cc at javapearldesigns.blogspot.co.uk and uh, it it launches at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, so if you're going to be there, you might get your hands on a copy. And Cece has kindly donated two e-copies of the book to the Podcast Lounge goodie bags too. So thank you so much, Cece, for that. The Podcast Lounge is shaping up great too. And I was showing a plan of the area and the layout uh, the other day, and it is definitely going to be an even better use of the space than than last year. If you don't know where the podcast lounge is, it is going to be in the Baron, which is when you come in the main doors uh, and you get your tickets, of course, then you can head right to the marketplace or you can head left up the stairs to the Baron and that's where you'll find the breakout area and the podcast lounge. Amongst other things, there's also going to be a few other things there too. In addition to the couch area and the amazing Blacker Yarns stall that's going to be there, we also have a wee programme of events. If you go to nibbish.net, you'll see that there's a new menu option called Blacker Yarns Podcast Lounge and you can get the programme there too and a little rundown of everyone who's going to be there. But I want to give you a heads up as to what you can expect. So I'll go through the list um, of events and you get your pens at the ready. And I'll talk a little bit more about the event I'm hosting with Blacker Yarns after. So on Friday the 18th of March all of these are drop-in sessions. The podcast lounge has to be laid back and fun and we totally understand that the lure of the yarn fumes and classes take their toll. So you know 
these are drop-in uh, sessions. Uh, from 11 to 12, The Evolution of the Swatch with Blacker Yarns and Knit British. 12.30 till 2pm, The Podcaster Meetup. Confirmed podcasters attending are me, Julie Creates, Caitlin's Craft, Sock Matician, Shiny Bees, Geeky Girls Knits, Knit Sonic, Palmcast, Along the Lanes, Curious Handmade, Knit and Pipeline. NH Knits is now coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. That's fantastic. We've got Kirsty from Little Bee Podcast. I'm also hoping I can lure Rachel Brown from Yarn in the City off her Purpose First Stall. And Kate Heppel, who hosts the new vlog Kitty Knits, is also going to be there. 2 till 3 p.m. How to create a content calendar for your blog or podcast and still have time to knit with Joe Millmine of the Shiny Bees podcast. After that, from 3 o'clock, we're going to have a blether uh, with the Caithness Craft podcast on the topic of take something, leave with something. And after that, uh, from 3.30 onwards, Jolie from Jolie Creates is going to be doing a Periscope demo and Q&A. So if there's anything that you want to know about Periscope, this is the session for you. On Saturday from 11 till 12, there is another Evolution of the Swatch. From 12 till 12.30 and also from 3.30 till 4, Nathan Taylor, the Sockmatician, is going to be doing a drop-in session on double knitting. Anything you want to learn about the art of double knitting, uh, you want to know how to do it or find out new techniques, these are the sessions for you. And at 12.30 till 2pm, again, there's a podcaster meetup on the Saturday. From 2.30 until 3.30, there is going to be a designer trunk show. And I am delighted to tell you that the designers are Emily K. Williams, Amanda B. Collins and Aurelie Colas. I wanted to choose um, three designers who uh, were Scottish based and might be new to some of you. So they are going to be setting up uh, with a little trunk show uh, for an hour, after which they will be joining myself and Louise Hunt in the couch area for a Q&A on designing. So if you are interested in how to get into designing, how their design journey began uh, or you want to ask any questions related to that then please do join us in the podcast lounge for that I'm really excited to welcome these three ladies so talented and they have a lot of designs that are going to work their way up to the top of your queues after which at four o'clock you can come to the podcast lounge and try out Knit Mastery. Last year, you might remember that Kathy Scott uh, joined us in the podcast lounge to show uh, a version of her knitting app tool for knitters. And the app is very close to being released. And she will be there with her testers to give you hands-on demonstrations of this very valuable little tool. So that is... The, the series of uh, the wee series of events that we've got planned, they will give you an idea of the podcaster shows because they all are concerned with focuses for podcasters from their shows. So Louise with her blethers and her thoughtful uh, segment of her podcast. Me and Wool, of course. Nathan Taylor, who is a sockmatician and his dark art of double knitting. And Jolie and her periscope. So you see what I mean? We The, the programme is meant to be a complement to the podcast lounge and the larger 
Edinburgh Yarn Festival. We can't have anything that's too too many classes that involve too much concentration and too much involvement. But what we are providing is a real snapshot of these podcasters' shows. And hopefully you'll take something away with you, as Louise's session suggests. The Evolution of the Swatch is being co-hosted both days with myself and Sonia Bargalowska from Blacker Yarns. If you were at my Squish session last Edinburgh Yarn Festival, you'll know that I had lots of uh, swatches and I asked you to feel the yarn, feel the unwashed swatch and then feel the blocked swatch and write down how you felt about each, how you, how was the feel, the texture, what you thought the yarn would be really good and suited for. This year we're taking that a little bit further. We have a series of breed and uh, British breed and blended British breed swatches for you to try from fleece, hopefully, uh, through to unwashed swatch and through to three or four other stages of wear right up to felted. Sonia and I both feel really strongly that wool changes and evolves over time and your garments change and we really want people to think about the longevity and the afterlife of wool once it's knitted. I mean we all buy wool uh, and we're often led by the squish. Uh, We usually know what we want to knit with it although that's not always the case but we rarely think about how that fabric will last if it will change and, and how the garment might change. So this is a really good opportunity to bring your wool questions to, as well as squishing yarn. Um, If you aren't sure which wool is best suited to certain stitches or garments, then come along and ask. I have made sure that the swatches that I've knit this year are in plain stockinette, garter, lace and textured stitch to give an idea. But do come along, have a good old woolly squish, ask us anything. Maybe you'll take something away from it. Um, it's going to be quite informal, but you can have a quick squish and pop pop out if you need to or come back the next day for more. I'm also going to bring my other swatches from the last session so you can have a good old squish of those. Blacker Yarns is right there in the podcast lounge. If you need to go and then buy, um, uh, we will be enabling heavy enabling going on but we really really can't wait to see you there and as I say whether you are a long time lover of British wool or you haven't tried it before this is really a session for you just been told that I can give you a sneaky inside peek of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival magazine Wool Tribe, which is quite nice. I didn't know I could tell you about it. You might remember that I talked about this last time. You can still order copies, as I mentioned at the start of the show. It costs £8. And you don't have to be going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival to pick one up. I hear there are copies being ordered worldwide. Of course, you can order your CP to be picked up at the festival and if there are any left they will be on sale at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival subject to availability. If you have ordered a copy and you want to be surprised it's inside a bit like when the footy results come on the TV and they say look away now you can fast forward for a couple of minutes Uh, you know I am quite aware that some of you like to be surprised I know there's lots of you who just want to know so for those of you who don't want to know this is your official spoiler alert um maybe i should have a whoop 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 something like that i don't know to denote <laughs> there's a spoiler 
firstly, in full disclosure, I'm going to tell you that I actually I wrote an article for this magazine and also did some of the copy editing. Um, but I am going to give you my honest opinion of the magazine and its content. So that is your small print, okay? Firstly, you might remember um, that I said last time, this is a really special magazine made with the intention to be a souvenir or um, a companion publication. The magazine really reflects that in terms of the size, the paper quality and the incredible high quality of the images and content. Firstly, Wool Tribe contains six patterns, all designed by Scottish designers. So there's Isolde, Carrie Westman, Lucy Haig, Gudrun Johnson, also Joe and Mika too get in on the design and action. There is the Ingalls Mitts by Isolde, knit in her exciting new yarn, which I can't wait to see at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, uh, which is, I think it's Merino, Polworth and Swarbles. Really nice natural uh, heathered grey uh, colour. Um, lovely cabled gauntlets. Stevenson is a rich colourwork cowl by Gudrun Johnson, knit in Jimison's of Shetland yarn. And of course, they are vending at the event. Carrie has designed uh, Burnet, uh, a tiled geometric hat inspired by tenement tiles in the most lovely shades of Shillesdale, also vending at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Lucy Haig has designed Dunedin, a beautiful cabled shawl in Ripple's Crafts, Blueface Leicester. And Jo Kelly has used Rennie's yarn in her spark hat to create a lovely colourwork pattern. Looks a really lovely slouchy hat to you. And there's a simple sweet neckerchief design by Jo and Mika, perfect for keeping your thrapple warm. The items are modelled by Becky Mead, who is just stunning. And she wears these items so beautifully. I love how the photography is very focused on the knitwear, but there's a huge sense of fun and playfulness in them and showing off uh, Edinburgh at its most beautiful too. The patterns are laid out beautifully. The instructions and charts are clearly presented. And of course, you expect nice laid out designs from these designers. Uh, and of course, Joe Kelly, also a tech editor. But this is not like a lot of magazines where there is squishing of patterns into three or four columns. This is laid out like you would expect any pattern from one of these designers. In addition to the incredible photography and the patterns, there is some really interesting content. Mika has written a very comprehensive guide to the three C's of Edinburgh, coffee, cake and craft, and has provided four different routes for you to enjoy the finest of these three things in Old Ricky. This is great for those of you who are coming to Edinburgh and have time to spend in town and just exploring what Edinburgh has to offer and it's been really thoughtfully written I think and even as an Edinburgh resident myself I might go on one of these tours but there's also you know there's these are also great itineraries if you are coming to Edinburgh in the future the, it, this piece is also accompanied by some hand-drawn maps which are really lovely and very useful Joe has written a sheep spotter's guide to Scotland, giving you a rundown of the Scottish breeds and where to find them and where to find the wool in yarn form. I warn you, there are some incredibly lovely sheepy photos in this piece. And Joe has also written a really excellent piece on a Scottish wool trail. Anyone planning a fibre trip to Scotland will need this for essential itinerary planning. It also includes important travel tips too. And while reading it, you really get the sense that you're sort of on a whistle-stop wool tour. There is also a wee bit from me on the appeal of podcasts. Um, 
that's all I'm going to say about that. And you get the layout of the um, marketplace and all the vendors. Now, don't worry if you've not ordered a copy and you go, but, 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 but I need a layout. I need to know who all the vendors are. That will be available on the day, the layout and and the vendors. So please don't worry about that, that you're missing out. But I really do think that this is a beautiful companion to the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And like I say, whether you can't make it to Edinburgh, but you want a lovely little slice of of Old Ricky and of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, this is going to be a really lovely read for you. And if you are going to Edinburgh, what nicer way to remember Edinburgh Yarn Festival than with this souvenir to have and own? It's available by going to their website, which is www.edinyarnfest.com and clicking on the Wool Tribe. Copies will be sent out very soon. And as I say, if you've not ordered and you're going to be at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, subject to availability, there will be some copies available for £8. And I really hope that you enjoy it. I'm quite looking forward to watching social media when the, the magazines get sent out and people start opening their wool tribes. Everything I should mention is produced in Scotland. The designers are, are based in Scotland. The yarns are all Scottish. And I think they're all vending um, at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And the content is all Scottish too. And so really, how much more local can you get? <laughs> that is about all I have for this episode. But I really want to say a couple of hellos because I've been quite remiss um, and saying hello recently. I really appreciate all the time you take to send me messages and comments and say hello in the hello thread on Ravelry. And I think it's really important to say hello to you guys, bring you in and make you feel part of the show. This is also the part that I've been told that some of you don't like. So for all of those of you, take good care and I will see you very soon. But on to the hellos. The new kids in the Ravelry group are... Hello to English Busy Bee, who is Juliet from Madison in New Jersey. Hello to Create With Fibre, Janet from Ayrshire. Hi, Janet. That's Janet Renouf Miller. I'm going to see you at the weekend, I hope. Uh, Crafty Nana Lady is Peggy from Norwich in Connecticut. Hi to you, Peggy. Mimin C. I don't know where you're from, Mimin C, or if I'm saying your name right, but welcome to you. Hi to Vibrik. Hope I said that right. That's Dana from Southern Germany. Love your avatar, Dana. And hi to Bluebird Nest, who is Irene from Westchester County in New York. And let's have a quick look in the hello thread. Oh, there's quite a lot here, so I'm just going to be brief and say hello to all of you who have said hello recently. To Sharon Bice, to Sando, to Mango3. Hi, Anna. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm surprised by that. Hi, Anna. Um... Uh, to Elizabeth M, to Tinkerer, to uh, Rainy Williamson, to Minipod2002, Ebony Hebby, to Kelly Bob, uh, to Olip in My Yarn, to Alison CS910, and to 
oh Bev, oh. I can't read out all of your messages, but thank you so much for taking the time to say hello. It's fantastic to have you as members of the Knit British Ravelry group and as listeners. And I love it when people say, I've been lurking for ages and I forgot to say hello, or I'm just coming in for the first time. Don't lurk, lurk not. Come in and say hello. We're all a good bunch over in Knit British. It's lovely, always lovely to have you around. Um, I'm going to be back soon after Edinburgh Yarn Festival, probably with a little bit of a laid back episode and a bit of a recollecting I'm going to try I'm not going to pin myself down to a date because after the last Edinburgh Yarn Festival I I was tired and I I was emotional and it was you know it was fantastic experience so um also I have a house guest and then uh until the Wednesday after Edinburgh Yarn Festival and then I have another house guest um the weekend after that so it might not be in the usual Friday slot, but I will definitely tell you on Ravelry and on social media um, when that podcast goes out. Oh, I can't wait to meet some of you at Edinburgh next weekend. Please come up and say hello. Please don't be offended if you say your name and I do a like blank stare because I have an issue with memory. And um, if you tell me, explain what your avatar looks like or what your Twitter picture looks like I might be able to put two and two together but um, it's so great to, to meet so many people at these events but do forgive me if I forget your name or if we've met before because that's just that's just not that's not be, me being rude that's just somebody with um, a memory issue but I can't wait to see you there and do come into the podcast lounge do come and say hello I'm particularly looking forward to meeting those who won the tickets from the Edinburgh Yarn Festival ticket giveaway um, big, big, big congrats to Carol, to Angela and to Annette who were drawn by Random Org, which I haven't updated the post yet. I do normally update the post with the winners, but I just haven't had time yet. Um, random Org was feeling less random when I did this draw because it drew um, comment number seven, comment number nine and comment number eight. <laughs> But that's just the way the cookie crumbles um, and I'm very, very pleased that those three are coming to Edinburgh and I'm hoping that you'll join us in the podcast lounge uh, for a wee chat. I can't wait to see you all and for all, those of you who can't come to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, please follow the hashtag EYF2016 on Twitter and on Instagram and try and feel part of the, the, the weekend. I'm sure that Jolie... Uh, will be periscoping so if you're on periscope uh, or you follow Jolie on twitter then you will see updates for that i think i'm sure there'll be other periscopes too but i won't be periscoping i'm not i'm not got got there with periscope yet i need to take Jolie's class at the edinburgh Yarn festival on the podcast lounge but anyway my friends take very very good care i look forward to catching up with you soon and I look forward uh, to all the things post EYF Knit British has to offer. It's been a big focus of late but there are more exciting things to come in 2016 and I'm so glad that you'll be a part of it. Before I go I must tell you that the music at the start is Kevin MacLeod, Carefree. The music at the end and in, uh, used in between sections is Singing in the Rain Demo by David Mumford. Both are available on Free Music Archive. I always put the links in the show notes for that and often forget to say on the show who provided the music and thank you to Tracy Wishart, my lovely buddy, who reminded me. So check those out, freemusicarchive.com. Until next time, take very good care and we'll chat soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than usual tonight. Really? From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place.